Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Jacqueline Aramka, P4 Pharmacy Student from Drake University, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast broadcasting from the Des Moines Health and Public Services Building at DMAX Ankeny Campus. Connect with me via Messenger on Facebook at TonyFarmD1 or on YouTube where we have over 1,100 videos at TonyFarmD on my YouTube channel or my website, memorizingpharmacology.com. Today, we're talking with Jacqueline Aremka, a P4 student at Drake University from the Chicagoland area, who's looking forward to a career in community or ambulatory care pharmacy. She's a past Division I athlete. She's a painter and soon-to-be graduate. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, it's just like with Emily, who was a previous uh, P4 student, you were about 30 feet from me in a classroom, and I am in a conference room. Uh, One of these days, I'm going to figure out how we can have this conversation together in the same room. Uh, But uh, tell us a little bit about your leadership road. So you started in Chicago, and six years later, here you are at DMAC in Des Moines uh, doing an academic rotation. But tell us a little bit about uh, where you started out, how you got into pharmacy, and how you got to where you are. Yeah, so my it actually really sums back to to my mom. She is an oncology nurse back um, at Lutheran General Hospital in Chicago, and she's been there ever since she graduated. And she really has stemmed a passion um, in me to pursue a career in um, healthcare in the healthcare fields. And she really wanted me to pursue nursing specifically. And after I I went in and and watched her um, do her thing, um, I got power to her, but that it just wasn't, wasn't in the, wasn't in the, the doc docket for me. So, um, I knew I still really wanted to do something in the healthcare fields, but maybe something not quite, um, hands-on as nursing is. So, um, that kind of started my search. And then around my junior year in high school, I took a class, a chemistry class with um, this one specific teacher, and he kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of a career in pharmacy. And that's kind of where, where that all stemmed from. Um, and then on the side, I also was um, an athlete in high school, and specifically I ran, I ran track, and I was looking to pursue athletics in college as well. So kind of I was looking to see a a school that kind of had everything, I suppose. So that had the the athletics and the academics specifically to pharmacy. Um, I knew that I really wanted to have kind of a six year program versus an eight year program. Um, and Drake really just kind of fit, fit the mold for being not too far away from school as well. Well, let's talk about those uh, areas that I think are going to help the listeners the most, which is first, if you're a D1 athlete, that's a job in itself, although you're limited to 20 hours of practice a week. And then your pre-pharmacy still have to get into the pharmacy program. And then you're in the pharmacy program. So tell me a little bit about how that work-life balance worked and then how sometimes uh, you actually had to literally run from practice to the classroom. Yep, that, <laughs> that, that definitely happened. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely was um, a bit of a... a a bit of a balancing act, especially at the beginning to try and figure out 
the best way to really um, balance pharmacy school and and athletics. Um, I felt like I was, I don't want to say more involved in athletics, but I didn't get quite as involved into the pharmacy scene until I got into the professional program. Um, so I, it, it really helped to really develop a lot of those, those friendships with a lot of the other athletes on the team. Um, and I mean, Drake is a very academic based school. So while pharmacy is, is a tough subject, we had a lot of other students on the team that were very academic based, um, specifically our, our, um, cross country team, they had the highest GPA in all of the conference, um, the highest GPA average in all of the conference. So, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of other athletes that are in kind of a similar position and really understand, um, the importance of, of acad- academics in along with athletics. So that was, that was really nice to have that, um, that balance in, in the beginning. And then when I got into the pharmacy program, I really, um, really didn't have as many pharmacy, pharmacy friendships because I, like you mentioned, I would have to run from, from practice to class. So a lot of, a lot of the connections that really were formed, um, in the pre-pharmacy program, I felt like I, I started to develop those a little bit later. Um, so I, I ended up joining Phi Delta Chi, um, and now there's some of my best friends that I've ever, I've ever made, but yeah, I, I definitely felt like I was a little bit later to the game, um, in pharmacy in terms of making some of those friendships. So that was a little tough. Yeah. I was also Phi Delta Chi and PDC. Well, I still am. I don't say before <laughs> brothers for life. I would get in a lot of trouble saying, you know, I was Phi Delta Chi. Yeah. Uh, but in looking at that, I we were all transfers as we came into the medical campus in Maryland, so we had a little bit of a different experience. But in some ways, you 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 kind of had two different lives: the life where you really had a chance to be with those that are on your track team and develop those relationships, and then you started to develop those relationships in pharmacy school. And and for whatever they say about fraternities and sororities, when it comes to a pharmacy fraternity, I think it's really important that you do get involved that way. And it happens very quickly uh, once you become a brother, once you become uh, part of the organization. But what I wanted to focus on first was tell me a little bit about something you did, I think, in your fifth year where you were actually helping students during their study hours or something like that. Usually when we think there's many times where we divide student and athlete and we're not sure about that hyphen in between, which puts it together. But I made the mistake of thinking that my academics were going to suffer if I was an athlete and I would have ended up being D3, not D1, if I was a D3 athlete. And I found out the opposite was true, that I really messed up. If I had been an athlete in college, I probably would have been a much better student. So tell me a little bit about how you helped other athletes after you uh, retired as an athlete. Yeah, so I, I spent my first four years at Drake um, on the track team competing, and then my fifth year it was a little um, a, a little tough, you know, not being with the team all the time. And I really wanted to find find a way to still be connected to the athletic fields um, while also you know still doing my studies. So um, I applied for an athletic internship and I got it. And essentially I was um, one of the people in charge of running the student athlete study hall. So um, I would, I had about anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week that I would have um, 
the different student athletes and just kind of walk around, make sure that, you know, they were understanding what, what they were doing. It was essentially, it was like a free study period to make sure that they were staying on top of all of their um, study materials. But it was also a time where they could ask me questions, um, specifically if it was relating to anything um, medical base. So a lot of the chemistry, calculus, things like that. Um, if they had questions like that, it was almost like a free tutor session for those athletes as well. Um, tell me a little bit about the way that you teach. So here you've been uh, able to get in front of students and uh, what we kind of established pretty quickly is that you have a really good eye for visuals and not only pulling visuals and putting you know things into PowerPoints and things like that, but actually designing visuals and then creating a great flow from them. So can you tell me a little bit about your painting, uh, your design thinking, just how it is that you bring kind of artistry into pharmacy? We talk about pharmacy as an art, but we're, we're not talking that way like we've got the nice curly cue on the compound. We're talking about what is it to present material in such a way that someone not only sees it, but remembers it and it's impactful to them. So where did you get that background? How did you develop that talent? Yeah, well, I think it, I mean, you hear a lot of people say that they're, you know, visual learners, but I find that to be especially, especially true for me. I, I have to kind of draw everything out and I have to see it. And it really stems back um, when I think about it, it stems all the way back to when I was, gosh, eight or 10. And I really wanted um, this whiteboard <laughs> for Christmas was the only real present that I wanted. And so um, I got this, this huge, I 10 foot by five foot whiteboard. Um, and I would use it all the way through um, high school and even now today through college as well um, to study for different exams and, and whatnot. And I just found that it was it was very helpful for me for me to draw it out and to see it and not only just um, make lists or charts, but to actually when we're talking about specific mechanisms of drugs to actually draw it out and, and be like, oh, this drug works here. Um, and I, I think if you can put those pieces together, um, you're not just talking about a specific a specific drug, but you can actually visualize it working in the body, things like that. So um, I tried to bring a lot of those similar concepts when I was teaching. Um, I put a lot of visuals up. I also incorporated some um, some videos to get kind of the, the moving pictures um, involved as well to kind of really help a lot of the, the students kind of see um, a lot of these topics come come together and and see how they're actually working. And tell me a little bit about the was it the office that we brought in or something like that that uh, sometimes you have to bring in something that is that is related but in some way changes the mood because you have this kind of fatigue factor that goes on in a longer class. Uh, how do you get students back uh, back in? Um, back engaged, uh, what are the recommendations you might have? So somebody's studying, you know, five, six hours for the, you know, NAPLEX or something like that. They've got their RX prep brick or Elsevier or Kaplan. Uh, what do you recommend, uh, you know, time-wise, 60 minutes, 90 minutes? Uh, what kind of a break uh, do you think you should get? Yeah, well, I, specifically what, what you're talking about, um, I so I taught the three-hour um, evening classes for you, um, and I taught specifically cardiology and endocrinology, and for cardiology, I, I brought up 
um, the CPR clip from the office. And then for, from endocrinology, I brought up um, kind of a diabetes intervention clip. So kind of just bringing some humor into um, into the the mix a little bit to kind of help students re-engage. Um, I know it can be kind of difficult having those those really long classes to keep students engaged for that whole time. So still trying to find information that's relevant, um, but in in kind of a fun way and tying it back into um, the importance of why we these topics are important, essentially. And um, I find that when I'm studying, too, I, I obviously take breaks. Um, but I like to just maybe not incorporate humor all the time into it. But I always try and switch up maybe the different um, the different ways in which I'm studying. So if I'm studying for, um, let's see, therapeutics, for instance, instead of studying all one topic, I might switch it up and all of a sudden switch to another topic. And um, it kind of ties into another um, concept that I learned here uh, from you that that interleaving. So kind of helping to uh, maybe not always focus on one topic at a time, but you, you help to, it helps to retain information by kind of switching and jumping from topic to topic. Um, it, you might not get the results immediately, but you definitely will see the, the results in the long run of, of memory and retention. So it sounds like your road was absolutely perfect. You figured out what you wanted to do in chemistry class. You graduated from pharmacy in six years, which, uh, without doing the five year, which is pretty accelerated, uh, but I think six years is manageable, but you, you got the two done and then you did the four and then you were also a D1 athlete at the same time. Did anything go wrong on your pharmacy journey? Was there anything tough that happened? Because it sounds like it, it was all planned from birth. No, no, definitely. It, it, there were some, there were a lot of bumps along the way. I would say really the hardest, um, hardest part for me was making that transition. I, I mentioned it a little earlier, but making that trans transition from the athletic world into the pharmacy world. Um, I, I think I almost, Drake has this really great program where, um, you can get involved in a lot of these different pharmacy, professional pharmacy, um, activities or clubs, things like that from pretty early on. You can do that in your, your undergrad, um, in your pre-pharmacy experience. And I found that to be the case with a lot of the, the Phi Delta Chi members. So I felt a little, I guess, as a, as a transfer student, almost coming into the professional program where everyone kind of already had their, their pharmacy clicks and whatnot. So it was, I mean, it was a little tough to, um, kind of put myself out there when I had already really been at the school for two years, um, and kind of reestablish, um, a lot of those pharmacy connections. So I guess that would be one of, one of the, one of the, things that I would have changed going back, looking back on my, my pharmacy experiences. I, I really wish that I got involved in Phi Delta Chi earlier because they, they really are great people. And, um, I, yeah, I just, I love all of my, my Fidex brothers and, um, just really wish that I got involved a little bit earlier. Well, what do you, let's take a look uh, a little bit forward. Um, you're going to be able to uh, go back to the Chicagoland area after a couple weeks here. You're done with uh, your APPE here. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're looking forward to uh, in the immediate future about getting home and your uh, next couple of rotations, and then maybe in the future what you're thinking about possibly after graduation. 
Yeah. So um, I think one of the hardest parts about being here in Iowa is being away from my family. I don't have any family here, um, here in Iowa. Um, any, any blood family that is. So all of my, all my family are back in the Chicagoland area and, um, being in pharmacy can be, um, while fun, it's also, you, you put in a lot of work for it. So I spent a lot of summers here, um, working in the pharmacy, things like that. So I spent a lot of time away from my family. And, um, I think one of the great things about this, this P4 year is being able to travel a little bit more and having that flexibility and, um, I'm just really excited to be able to practice pharmacy in Illinois too, where I can um, go and, and come home to my family. So my first rotation, I was fortunate to to have that experience. And then um, the the next two rotations after this one, I'll, I'll be living, living at home too. So that will be, that will be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm heading to um, the Cancer Treatment Center of America after this rotation in Zion, Illinois, and then I will be um, stationed on Lakeshore Drive in downtown Chicago at the Diamond Headache Clinic. So those are kind of my next next ten weeks in a nutshell. Um, and then from from there, I'm kind of just back and forth between here and um, here in Des Moines and back at home. Um, and really, I'm just excited to really see that see that future kind of start coming together and start practicing, um, pharmacy in, in Illinois a little bit more. So really excited, whether that's in, in a retail setting or an ambulatory care setting, I'm pretty open still. Um, I, um, talked to you a little bit too about incorporating, you know, your side hustles that you talked about. So, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) I do want to incorporate maybe some sort of act, academic academic based um side hustle whether that be you know reaching out to other um high schools in the area and maybe trying to implement like a healthcare club or working on some sort of pharmacology coloring book um i'm not not really not really sure i'm pretty open to different possibilities but um i'm i'm really excited for for the future and um kind of all, all of the different possibilities that that it offers yeah, when Aaron Albert said that word, I kind of was like, "Hustle." I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a pretty straight laced guy, and and then I took the two definitions of hustle. So there's hustle as in you're taking someone's money from them, but then there's also hustle as in hurry up or do extra work. And I always thought of side hustle as this is the extra work. So you've never. This is actually the least amount of work you've had to do in your six years. Because you had right job and athlete and um, – well, you couldn't have a job while you were an athlete. But you, you were an athlete and then you uh, were at school and then you've always done at least two things, usually three things with Phi Delta Chi. And now how is it to be able to just kind of focus on school and – well, I, I know your, you know your relations in town and then – uh, you've got your family back home, but um, is it kind of a, a nice transition that you're having as you're kind of going out from there? Because I feel like you've you've not let up, even though you've only got maybe one or two things now instead of maybe three or four. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm able to. This rotation's really nice because I feel like I get to focus on a lot of the areas of pharmacy that. Um, I really want to focus on. So I'm using a lot of this time to, you know, 
brush up on some of the, the more difficult topics such as oncology and, um, and HIV specifically in the next coming weeks. But, um, yeah, it just kind of, it's nice being able to have this time where you don't have to necessarily, um, study for anything in particular, but it's on your own time and it's, it's what you want, you want to look into a little bit more. And, um, that's, that's just something that I've, I've never really had that luxury of. So it's, it's pretty nice to be able to, um, it's just pretty nice. It's nice to be able to, you know, figure out what, where I want to spend that time and, and what I want to look into and dig into a little bit deeper. How did, um, so I guess the, you know, Des Moines, just a you know city of maybe a hundred, 200,000 people, but you're talking about rotations that are in downtown Chicago. How as a Drake student, do you get those or, uh, does Drake have established relationships? Because I know Drake's residency placement rate is absolutely ridiculous based on its size. Like it's this tiny school with this giant acceptance rate. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that works, where you're able to go right back to Chicago, right exactly where you wanted to go, but you're not in Chicago school. And there's, I think, six or seven out there. Yeah. So that's one of the, the great things about Drake too. Um, at my time here, uh, or not here specifically, but at my time being a P4 student, I've, I've been able to connect with some other students from some other schools and it sounds like they stay more local based. Um, and so that's one of the really cool things about Drake is they have these connections really all over the place. Um, I know I have, um, a friend who's out in Alaska right now. Um, I have another friend who's out in, um, well, Australia. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, so I have, I have a I have a friend that's out in in um, Alaska. I have another friend that's out in um, Australia right now. Um, I have a couple. I know a couple people that are going all the way out to Portland, Oregon. Um, so kind of just you know, there's there's connections really all over the place that that you can go. So um, one of the nice nice things is with Drake being in the Midwest that there are, there's quite a few um, options really in, in the Midwest area to go. Um, granted a lot of them do still reside in, in Iowa, but there are quite a few in Minnesota, in, uh, in Illinois and Wisconsin, um, St. Louis area. So, um, while Drake is in the Des Moines area, um, they're very, I guess, familiar with the fact that a lot of students might not be from the Iowa area and do make those relationships with other, um, other states and other countries too, to help get, um, yeah, I've heard this. I've heard the same thing from students that there's no problem, uh, with, you know, Mayo or, uh, you know, getting back to Wisconsin or getting, uh, even to Arizona. Gosh, I've heard Seattle, uh, other places. So, uh, while the one thing about the privates is that the tuition doesn't change if you're in state, out of state, so their mindset has always kind of been national uh, in terms of a pharmacy school, which is, I think, one of the things my wife liked uh, about it is that uh, she could really go anywhere she wanted. And I was really fortunate that in her P4 year, she got to spend some time with me in Baltimore. But uh, I married an Iowan, which is marrying a Midwesterner, which means you marry the Midwest and you live here. Uh, so, uh, and, and I love Iowa, but I never would have discovered it uh, if it wasn't for her. So, um I think that uh, Drake really is kind of one of those uh, really, you know, it's it's a small school with a D1 uh, level athletic program across the board uh, rather than just having that one program like 
basketball or something like that be D1. And then um, it's got this kind of global presence. Uh, so um, tell me a little bit about uh, what you think uh, would be some maybe just blanket advice for uh, some student coming out of high school uh, because most of the students coming to Drake uh, are going to be coming straight from high school. Uh, what is it that um, you would tell them uh, if you were maybe giving a tour of the campus, uh, if you if they were coming in for a visit or something like that? Yeah, I would I would tell them you know find find something that you're passionate about and and get involved um, early on whether whether that's you know athletics whether that's um, playing an instrument whether that's some sort of um, club or intramurals or whatever that may be I think it's just really important to make sure that you're building those connections with not only um, pharmacy students and pre pharmacy students but also with with other individuals too because. Um, it, you, you never know. I mean, pharmacy is a small world, but you never know down the road um, other connections that might might arise too. Um, how would you prefer people contact you? I'm sure some people would want to talk to you a little bit more about pharmacy, understand your road, and and uh, what they could get uh, from just talking to you. Yeah. So the best way to contact me right now is probably going to be by by email. Um, so that's going to be my first name. Um, J-A-C-L-Y-N dot my last name, A-R-E-M-K-A at Drake dot E-D-U. Okay. And then a couple of quick hit questions here at the end. Uh, what's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track? Yeah, best, best daily ritual. Hmm. I really like to... Um, I wake up in the morning. Um, I, I always have to have my, my cup of coffee, I guess, is my, my morning ritual to kind of get that little jolt of energy. Um, but then really at the, at the end of the day, I like to, um, I like to wind down a little bit. Um, I, right now I'm, I'm on a, a parenthood kick, so maybe um, do something that's maybe not pharmacy related a little bit to kind of just clear, clear the mind, get a little, get a little relaxed, and then, um, and then hit, hit, the, hit the bed. And then what's the best career advice you've ever received or given? Uh, this chemistry, uh, high school chemistry teacher uh, fascinates me, but it doesn't have to be that person. It could be someone else that maybe just gave you some great advice. This is a tough question. I think the, the best advice that I've, I've really gotten from my family is um, – you know, it's, it's only school. <laughs> I know that sounds, that maybe sounds like a bad thing, but at the, at the end of the day, I think I got so, I would sometimes get so wrapped up in, in the grade and, um, and, and kind of lose focus of, of everything as a whole. So, um, just kind of know that, you know, yeah, it's only school, but, um, to kind of make sure that you're still having experiences outside of just the classroom too, making sure that, you know, you have, you have a social life too, because at the, at the end of the day, you're not going to have just your, your nose trapped behind a book. It's important to have those, those connections with other individuals too. Yeah. You, you seem very balanced where uh, many students really struggle with the urgent versus the important. And they make so many things urgent that they never get to the important. But I feel like you've, I don't want to say come of age, but you just do such a great job every time, you know, we talk in the morning for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, and you have this great picture of what you're going to do today, what you're going to do over the next couple of weeks, uh, and you just develop this really, um, you just seem like someone that I would come to when I just needed to be a little, to get, to get a, a feeling of calmness, and it just, 
uh, you just seem very put together. When I come <laughs> from after dropping my kids off, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to go see Jacqueline for a little bit. So it's going to be calm. It's going to be organized. Everything's going to be in order again. So, uh, but what inspires you? What, what inspires me? I think really my, my family, my family really inspires me. Um, while pharmacy is a great, a great career and, um, a great option at the end of the day, I, um, I really want to be that, that family person, um, that, that mom, that, um, I want to have that family unit that, that I can come home to and um, to talk to. So um, I think just my family in general, seeing how, how close knit we all are. And um, even though I've been away at school for so long, when I, when I come back home, um, we get together with all my cousins and um, aunts and uncles and my, to see my brother. So really just my family in general really inspires me to, um, to keep going and know that they're always, they're always there for me and um, rooting for me. Okay, well, just to uh, give you this one caveat, apparently a guy doesn't really know he's a dad or it doesn't really hit them until he hears the heartbeat on the ultrasound. So um, just give whoever it is a break when that time comes because I got the business for not being as involved or whatever I was supposed to be before. And it wasn't that I didn't care. I just didn't have an opinion, but it came out as I don't care. But then when those heartbeats came, it was just, uh, and we had three <laughs> uh, heartbeats at once. Uh, that's really when, uh, when it hits. And, and uh, I just wanted to segue into, you know, thank you for um, being here. I know the students have really uh, benefited from you. And, and we didn't talk about it through the actual interview, but uh, in looking back at uh, last semester versus this semester, one of the exams, the students actually did 5% better um, naturally uh, without any curve or anything. So uh, thank you for uh, all of the energy that you've put into uh, the students here. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to. Well, thanks for being on the Pharmacy Podcast. If you'd be interested in being on the Pharmacy Podcast, the easiest way to get in touch with these is by email at aaguerra at dmac.edu. And we thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.